Welcome to the 2024 season for Explore Yellowstone Like a Local, the number one podcast for Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks and home to the top-rated guidebook of the same name. And I am your author as well as your host for this and all the other podcasts as well as the videos, Teddy Garland. And this podcast is one that is listed in the guidebook for you to listen to if you want some more information about the area you're visiting today. And today we are going to gloss over the old faithful geyser basin. And for those of you that think, oh my God, he's going to tell us everything there is to know and go do about the geyser basin. No, you have to get the guidebook for that. But we're just going to kind of educate you guys about the old faithful area and the geyser basin and how many geysers there are and kind of describe them all to you so you guys can kind of get a feel for what you guys are going to see. Just remember though, everything's in the guidebook to teach you guys how to work the geyser basin. That's what I call it, working the geyser basin. And we're going to kind of gloss over that here. And uh, that way you guys will kind of get an idea what you're getting into when you guys get to the geyser basin, how big it is and all that kind of stuff. And how you can kind of shrink it down and what you guys need to do first, second, and third, and all that kind of fun stuff. So the guidebook has been called the best guidebook ever written for Yellowstone Park and a must-have for any trip to Yellowstone and even the Bible for Yellowstone Park. So if you guys are thinking about getting a guidebook for your Yellowstone vacation and you want some more info, simply listen to my introduction to Explore Yellowstone Like a Local podcast, and there you'll hear my family's history up there, my history up there, my knowledge of Yellowstone Park, and or you can watch my YouTube video of the same name, and I kind of talk to you about all that kind of stuff, a little shortened version of it. I got a map behind me, kind of point things out on the map and everything else so you can get that information either one of those places to kind of determine if you want to purchase a guidebook for your Yellowstone Park vacation and it also explains how easy the guidebook is to use and how it breaks the enormous size catches everybody off guard how big Yellowstone Park is the enormous size of the park down into areas or manageable bites that you can easily and enjoyably do in a single day. And in the planning your Yellowstone vacation chapter in the guidebook, I tell you how you guys can save time by beating all the crowds to all the top sites and how you can save thousands of dollars on your Yellowstone vacation by following my money-saving tips on flights, lodging, and dining. And everybody listening to this podcast, I highly recommend all of you join our Explore Yellowstone Like a Local Facebook group where you will see hundreds of sparkling reviews for the guidebook as well as thousands of pictures that you guys have posted of you guys having a great time in Yellowstone Park with the help of the guidebook. All right, to get your copy, simply go to our website, exploreyellowstonelikealocal.com, where you can get an electronic copy for only 12 bucks or a paperback copy for 25 bucks. And I write a personal note to everyone who buys one and throw in a cool Yellowstone Park sticker as well. And you'll also find some combo deals on there where you can get an electronic copy and a paperback copy. And those are very popular because you save a little jack, and it never hurts to save some jack on a Yellowstone Park vacation. And be be aware that we only print off a thousand paperback copies every season. 
and this is 2024, and in 2023, we sold out right about August 10th of last year. So with our growing popularity, we're going to sell out probably earlier than that this year, obviously. So so let's get started with this podcast. And remember, we're just going to gloss over everything, kind of give you guys a quick little rundown of how big the geyser basin is and the names of all the geysers and all that fun stuff but in the guidebook i I explain to you guys how you work the geyser basin i even tell you where to park and just a a number of things that you guys need to know about so this is going to got to be an educational podcast for you guys to that have never been up there and you kind of have no idea what you're getting to when you get to the old faithful geyser basin because i'm telling you guys 99% of the people that show up at the Old Faithful Geyser Basin only go do one thing. They they stand out there with 25 or 30,000 people in the wrong spot, by the way, and watch Old Faithful go off, and they're just shoulder to shoulder holding up their phones in the air, and they they can't even see Old Faithful going off because you're just staring at people's heads, and then they leave. They they just turn their backs on the, the largest geyser basin on earth i promise you those people are not my target audience i want you guys to go find every cool geyser and know when to be there and where they are and how they work and everything else and all of that stuff's in the guidebook so all right so let's get rolling with this gloss over of the old faithful geyser basin and remember everything we're going to go over is in the guidebook in detail how you work the geyser basin where you park and on and on and on we're just going to gloss over this real quickly here remember the guidebook's the cake these podcasts just a little icing on the cake so let's get started All right, so first things first, let's go over all of the geysers that are in this geyser basin. It is the world's largest conglomeration of geysers. It's incredible. So let's start with Old Faithful first. Old Faithful is the southernmost geyser, and all the rest of the geysers except one, Lone Star, which is a little bit further down the road, is the only one that is further south of Old Faithful, but everything else is back north. So the first thing you've got and the main thing right there at the main parking areas and everything else is, of course, Old Faithful. You can't miss the thing. It's right there, just surrounded by buildings and everything else and all the seating around it and all that yada yada. So can't miss Old Faithful. And the most important thing about Old Faithful is don't worry about catching Old Faithful. You're going to see it go off multiple times today. However, there's other geysers that we're fixing to discuss that only go off about once a day. Those are your priority. Your priority is to see the geysers that only erupt every seven or eight hours. Old Faithful goes off about every hour and a half. You're not going to miss Old Faithful. Do not worry about seeing Old Faithful. You're going to see it multiple times today. All right, the next geyser straight north of Old Faithful that you should never try to miss is Beehive. And Beehive straight north across the Firehole River and it literally looks about like a six-foot-tall beehive sitting on the ground about 20 feet from the wooden walkway. All right, and then the lion group is about 100 yards further straight north on the wooden 
walkway from Beehive. So that's kind of all that's right there close to Old Faithful and is easily walkable from Old Faithful. The next one, which is down the main park road, down the big asphalt walkway, which is the actual, the old park road, is Castle. And Castle sits right next to the to the road. And then there's a walkway that goes around Castle that leads towards Grand. And on your way to Grand, you're going to see Crested Pool. And Crested Pool has a great story about a young boy that quote-unquote fell into the pool and his dad sued the park and all this yada yada. But that good story is in the guidebook for you guys. And then as you walk past Crested Pool and down the hill, you'll cross over the Firehole River on a beautiful wooden bridge on your way to Grand. And on your way to Grand, you're going to go past the geysers number six and seven in the area, which is Sawmill and Spasmatic. And just north of that sits Grand, the largest geyser on Earth. It is not to be missed on any vacation to Yellowstone Park, and we're going to go over that here in a second a little more in depth. And then right there north of Grand, there's an interesting thing that's in the guidebook under the Explorer's Skills Challenge called Wave Pool, and it's fun for little kids to go over there and see if they can figure out how Wave Pool, but I explain it all in the guidebook for you guys. And then... Just north of Grand, you'll cross some really pretty pools, and then you'll cross back over the Firehole River, and then you'll come by Oblong Geyser, which sits way back off the, the trail a bit, but it hardly ever erupts. It's not predictable, of course. And then Giant, and you can go over there and look at Giant, and the cone's all blown out of it and everything else, and it never hardly ever erupts. You can't ever see it. I think I haven't seen that erupt in 25 years. And then you get down to Grotto, and Grotto's constantly going off and everything else, and once you get to Grotto, you hit the main park road again, the asphalt road, and then back right to your left is Daisy, and then Grotto, and then right past Grotto is Riverside and Morning Glory Pool. And then as you look at the map they hand you in the visitor center, the map stops at Morning Glory Pool. However, in the back of the guidebook, I give you a much, much better map that shows the entire Old Faithful Geyser Basin. And you can proceed north and get to Artemisia Geyser, which erupts every single day. And then I tell you how to know that when that happens in the guidebook. Then Jim Pool, Mirror Pool, you can get all the way to Biscuit Basin. And then uh, that basically ends the, the Old Faithful Geyser Basin when you get to the Biscuit Basin area. So in total... Counting Lone Star, which is a little south, and then the last geyser, which is up the road a bit. You have to drive to it, but it is predictable. It's the last or northernmost predictable geyser in the area is Great Fountain. So all total, that is 14 of the world's best geysers in Yellowstone Park. And there's really no more predictable geysers anywhere in Yellowstone Park. But out of these 14, nine of these are predictable. And it is the, the world's finest by a long shot conglomeration of geysers on earth. So let's get into some of the big ones a little more in depth and what you can find in the guidebook to help you guys have a great day watching geysers go off in Yellowstone Park.
All right, the first tip you're going to find in the guidebook is where to park. You never, ever, ever want to park at the geyser parking area. And we give you the instructions on where you want to park to save you a half mile more each way of needless walking. And I also give you a place if you get a bad day, a rainy or snowy day, where you can sit in your car and watch Old Faithful go off like you're watching a drive-in movie theater. Then the guidebook tells you how to go get the most updated, predicted times and then gives you all the information information about the Old Faithful Inn, what the fun things there are to do in there, the Bear Pit Bar, and everything else. And then the guidebook tells you where to go next because you don't stay parked in this one certain area. You just park there so you could go in the inn and go get the predicted times. I then move you down the road even further to get closer to all of the geysers so you don't have to walk even further needlessly. So, all right, so let's go over the highlighted geysers in this area. So the first thing that everybody wants to go see is, of course, Old Faithful. And like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, it's just a madhouse around Old Faithful. However, in the guidebook, I've got a spot that moves you almost 100 feet closer to the cone. I know which way the wind blows in all the time, so you get a great view. There's people that are all along the basin right there, all on the boardwalk and where all the seating is, that get to see nothing but steam because they're in the wrong spot. I put you in the right spot to watch Old Faithful, and you move a 100 feet closer to the cone by sitting in this spot, and you get a great view from there. And every time I go watch Old Faithful go off, this is where I watch it from, and every single time I sit down over there or walk over there, I see you guys. Somebody's got my guidebook. Somebody's over there going, man, I can't believe all those suckers are standing over there in that giant crowds. And we're over here with a dozen people and half of them have purchased my guidebook because they know where the best spot is to watch Old Faithful go off. The only other people you're going to see over there are a couple of rangers sometimes because they know the best spot as well. So that's where you watch Old Faithful go off from. And that is in the guidebook. That is the big tip. And Remember, don't worry about Old Faithful. You're going to see it multiple times today. And then Beehive, which we discussed earlier. If you can catch Beehive, Beehive is one of the most magnificent geysers on Earth. And as opposed to Old Faithful, which you're 250 feet from the cone, almost a football field away from the cone in the main seating areas, Beehive is literally 20 feet from the edge of the boardwalk. It's right there. I mean, when it goes off, you can just feel the ground shake and the the water shooting out right in front of you. I caught a beautiful eruption of Beehive in October of last year, and I've seen Beehive go off 300 times. But this one eruption, everything was perfect. There was a cloudless sky. The sun was just in the right spot. The water was shooting through the air and cascading down as the breeze pushed it right on top of us. And when you looked up with the sunlight shooting through the water coming down on top of you, it looked like you were looking through a million diamonds. It, It was incredible. We've got that video on our YouTube page for you guys. But Beehive is not predictable. However, in the guidebook, I tell you what you are looking for to know when Beehive is going to erupt. So if Beehive is getting ready to go, I don't care if Old Faithful is mid-eruption, you get your ass over there and you go watch Beehive. And Beehive goes off for 10 minutes. You know, Old Faithful goes off for about two minutes, two and a half minutes. I mean, it reaches its zenith for about 
20 seconds, 15 seconds, and it stops. Beehive reaches its zenith for nine minutes. It just flat ass gets after it. It's incredible. And all the other guys are the same way. They go off for five, 10, 15 minutes, whereas Old Faithful only goes off for two or three minutes. I'm telling you guys, Old Faithful is about the third or fourth best geyser in this area, but you'll see 25,000 people watch Old Faithful go off. But you get down to one of the other geysers that's really, really cool that goes off for 15 minutes minutes, you might see 100, 150 people at the most. It's unreal how few people put forth the effort. I guess they think it's too far of a walk. But in the guidebook, we also tell where you can guys go rent bicycles or, you know, bicycles speed up the process. You can basically ride really near or right to all of the other geysers and we put the spot you could rent bikes in there. You know, I promise you every time we go to the old faithful geyser basin to watch geysers go off and we're gonna we know we're gonna be there all we, all day, we take our bikes. But you guys can rent bikes right there. We you know got a video shot right in front of the bike rental place. They got bikes for every member of your family. I don't care if you got a little kid that's five years old with training wheels on it. They got a bike for him. So rent bikes. There is nothing worse absolutely nothing worse in the entire world than getting to one of the further away geysers and getting up there and it just went off because you guys were walking down there and you got some small kids and it took you 30 minutes to walk down to Riverside or Daisy or something like that and it's just fizzling out when you get over there. Ride a bike and get down there on, you know, on time and, and in the guidebook I tell you each geyser, how soon you need to get there from when it, when its predicted time is to erupt, how soon you need to be sitting in front of it so you don't miss it. All that information is in the guidebook as well. So, All right, so right north of Beehive is the Lion Group, and there's no predicted times for the Lion Group, and it's, it, it too is like Old Faithful. It's very short-lived, and it's pretty small. It kind of shoots off about 30 feet, and but it only goes off for a couple minutes. If you guys can catch the Lion Group, well, that means you basically walked right by it and it started to erupt. So I'm just going to kind of gloss over that because that would be the third geyser we're going to talk about. All right, the next one is Castle, and Castle is over along the main walkway. Again, refer to the map in the back of the guidebook I've got for you guys, and you can see where Castle is. And Castle's right there, and Castle is a great place to get sprayed with water. And let me explain the water that's shooting out of the ground for you guys. All the water you see shooting out of these geysers hit the earth 400 years ago as rainwater. I mean, long before the United States even existed. It takes 400 years for the rain to hit the ground. It percolates through the soil and everything that's there. But the soil is very shallow. Right below the layer of soil is lava stone. And the water gets through the soil and into the lava stone, into the cracks. It gets heated up and it gets pushed over. And then it's like a boiling pot. The water has to come up. It's like the steam and the water pushing back up from the the mantle being right underneath the ground you're walking on, and it pushes it back up and comes out the geysers. Even in the dead of winter, all of this old faithful geyser basin rarely has more than a few inches, if that, of snow on the ground because the ground's thermally heated because the, the mantle of the lava's rock is not too far under your feet. It's a, it's an amazing place, I'm telling you guys. So, uh, But uh, Castle's right there, and then Crested Pool, and it's like I mentioned, Crested Pool, 
is one of the only geysers that has a fence around it. We have a really, really sad story about a boy that fell into that pool and uh, how it all you know came to be and then why that's a, there's very few fences around any pools, but there's one around Crested Pool. Go over and look at that thing. It is one of the hottest pools on earth. It's just sizzling hot and uh, a young boy, quote unquote, fell into it. And then right up the walkway from there is Grand, and Grand is the largest geyser on Earth. Steamboat up in Norris used to be, but it's not predictable. And Steamboat over the last few years has been erupting multiple times a week, even multiple times a day, and it has a limited amount of water to push up. And so it's been going off 50, 60 feet when it erupts multiple times a week. I mean, that's about the size of Castle over there. So it's not much of a geyser anymore. So Grand, which of course is predictable, goes off every seven hours, and it is now the largest geyser on Earth. And Grand, to me, is a not-to-be-missed site on any trip to Yellowstone Park. And remember, you can catch Old Faithful multiple times today. You're only going to be able to see Grand once. And I, in the guidebook, I tell you how grand works. And if it goes off at noon, it's supposed to go off at noon, I tell you when you're going to be there, and then I tell you what to watch for to see how grand cycles. And it goes on this cycle, and you start looking at it. And if you know what you're looking at, you can see it cycle, and you kind of determine when it's going to go off. And I tell you guys some great stories. Like one about two hippies that camped on the hill back there by Grand and they got killed by a bear. I tell that story in there while you're kind of waiting for Grand to go off. And and there's also a couple geysers right there near Grand that erupt all the time that you guys can go get sprayed with geyser water while you're waiting for Grand to go off. And, and just north of Grand, Wave Pool, like we discussed earlier, and uh, Daisy. Daisy's predictable goes off about every hour and 45 minutes. And uh, Daisy has a really interesting sound when it finishes like a steam locomotive and and then grotto we talked about and you know riverside's riverside's a fabulous geyser down there you always get to see a rainbow shooting across the river when it erupts and uh, and then a morning glory pool and morning glory pool's got kind of a sad story to it it's one of the most photographed pools on planet earth and it's right there north of riverside kind of where the boardwalks stop but they pull God, hundreds of pounds of coins out of that thing every week. It's really, really sad. And that people throw coins in there for good luck, but they're destroying the natural resources. It has about half as much color as it had 20 years ago when my mom's still alive. She loved Morning Glory Pool. It was one of her favorite things in all of the park. And so that kind of covers all of the geysers in there, just a quick gloss over of all of those. But when you guys get to the geyser basin, the guidebook tells you everything you need to know how to work the geyser basin. I call it working the geyser basin because you need to know where to park first, where to go get the predicted times, where everything is, and then I, I move you around a little bit to get you closer to everything. And it just really, really helps you guys out to work the geyser basin quickly and easily so you can catch everything. And when you get to a geyser, you'll know what it looks like. And then I have a great description of each one of those as it erupts and what you're going to see in the guidebook. And it really helps. You can sit down and tell your group or your family what's going to happen with this geyser. And then they can see it and kind of understand it a little bit better. And 
It's a fabulous tool, and you guys have no idea how many people have contacted me after they've got home saying that everybody just wanted to go see Old Faithful go off, and then how Old Faithful was quote-unquote a dud compared to these other geysers, and especially Grand. Grand's the largest geyser on Earth, and it's just a simply an amazing sight to see. And then also in the guidebook, I tell you how to get to Lone Star. I tell you how you can drive over there and park and walk to it. And I also tell you how you can ride your bikes over there to it. Because it's about a two-mile walk from the car park to get to Lone Star. But Lone Star is really cool. It's a badass backcountry geyser basin. And when you're over there watching Lone Star go off, if there's anybody there besides you, there might be six people, a handful of people back there in my entire life. And I've seen Lone Star probably go off 40 or 50 times. So, And it's beautiful. And then we're going to finish everything off with Great Fountain. And Great Fountain is back up the road about five miles north of the Old Faithful Geyser Basin area on the Firehole Lake Drive. And Great Fountain is predictable. They should have times for it in the Old Faithful Visitor Center. And you park right next to Great Fountain. And there's a small little walkway right there with some benches sitting out there. You're literally 20 feet from the cone of Great Fountain. And Great Fountain is fascinating. It's, it's surrounded by these ridges that have been created by the calcium deposits. And it's got these little pools all the way around it. The whole thing's about 40 or 50 feet wide with the cone in the middle and then these pools that reflect the sky in the as you're sitting there waiting for Great Fountain to go off. It's very, very beautiful. In fact, Great Fountain, an evening picture of Great Fountain with the sun setting to the west, reflecting in the pools of Great Fountain without it even erupting, was the cover shot for the map they handed you when you went through the gates for four decades. It is a beautiful, beautiful geyser. If Great Fountain were up in the Old Faithful area, it would be right up there with Grand as the next most popular geyser to see in the Old Faithful area. Great Fountain is flat-ass got it going on, you guys, I'm telling you. So if you guys can catch Great Fountain, or it's just worth driving over there to take a picture of it with the reflection of the sky and the pools. It's really, really pretty. And as you continue on down the road past Great Fountain, there's another geyser down there, which would be the 15th geyser in this area, and that is called... White Dome. And White Dome is really, really cool. It erupts almost every 20 minutes. I mean, you're parked your car next to White Dome. The White Dome's literally 15 feet from the road. You can just pull over there and roll your left side windows down and watch White Dome go off from the your car if you want to and shoot a video from your car. But it goes off every 20 minutes. She's off for about a minute and she's about 20 feet in the air. But it's a fascinating contrast to see White Dome versus Great Fountain, because White Dome is a cone geyser. It kind of goes up to a real high cone, like Beehive was, like Old Faithful is, and like Lone Star, because they're kind of cones sitting on top of the ground. And what those cones are made out of, you guys, it kind of looks like a weird rock, but what it is is calcium deposits. It's like the calcium deposits that grow on your water faucet, on your kitchen sink underneath it right there, that white stuff. That is what this is that creates these cones of all these geysers in Yellowstone Park. 
The water, after working its way through all of the subterranean ground and coming and pushed back up and everything and shooting through the, the cones of these things is super hard. And what that is, is calcium deposits on all of these geysers. And like White Dome just kind of shoots straight up about 20 feet in the air, but right back up the road that you just went past at Great Fountain, the, it's all flat. It is spread out somehow, some way. And these edges, these calcium edges, have created these little pools, but the whole thing is spread out wide, 40 or 50 feet wide. It's a fascinating contrast to see how Mother Nature has kind of created all this stuff. So, And, uh, and with White Dome, that basically covers all of the geysers you're going to see. So like if you go up and watch all the geysers go off in the old fateful area. Follow all the tips and tricks in the guidebook about how to go catch everything and how to do it fast and economically and what you're looking at when you get to each geyser and how it all works and everything else. Call it working the geyser basin so you guys can catch everything and not miss everything. If you guys want to watch a few more geysers go off, then you can go watch Lone Star and I tell you where Lone Star is. And then you can also go see Great Fountain and then White Dome up the road a little bit. So all in all, it's going to be a wonderful day going from geyser to geyser and watching them all erupt. And you just can't do this anywhere else on planet Earth. And it's just amazing to me that you'll watch Old Faithful go off with 25,000 or 30,000 people every single eruption. Every hour and a half, that many people watch Old Faithful go off, especially in the busy month of July and August. Yet when you get down to Grand, if you see 100, 150 people down there watching the largest geyser on Earth go off, it's a big crowd. And when you get down to Riverside, if there's more than 20, 25, or 30 people down there at Riverside, and that's a full house. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of room for people, but nobody puts forth the effort to go catch all these things. It's amazing to me how people will put forth so little effort to go see some amazing things you can't see anywhere else in the world, and they're only a short distance away. I've said it once, and I'll say it a million more times. If you'll just put forth a small amount of effort, Yellowstone Park will reward you with the most fantastic, memorable sights you're ever going to see in your entire life. And they are on full display in the guidebook for you guys, and I get you to every one of those sites. And when you get there, you'll know exactly what's going to happen when you sit down, how it works, and what's going to happen so you can kind of tell everybody in your group so you're just not kind of blindly waiting for something to go off. You'll understand what's going to happen, plus you'll be able to see a picture of it in the guidebook. Plus, you can go to our private YouTube page when you buy a guidebook and see that geyser erupting before you ever get there. So you can show it to everybody in your group before you get there so you'll know what it looks like. So all in all, the guidebook is a truly indispensable tool for you guys to use on your Yellowstone vacation. All right, you guys have a wonderful time watching geysers go off at the Old Faithful area and then the other couple areas we discussed. And I promise you, when I get up there, I will see you guys in the park. I practice what I preach, and I see you guys every single day, and I will see you at the Old Faithful Geyser Basin, and you'll more than like me catch me in front of Grand or over in front of Beehive or that special spot to watch Old Faithful go off. Every time I'm there, I see you guys, and it's really a lot of fun. So, all right, everybody have a great time. Talk to you guys later. Thanks much for making the end of this podcast, and remember everything you need to know to have a great day watching geysers go off is in the guidebook for you guys. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.